It's time to talk about our century. <laughs> it's time to talk about our century. So we keep tired. him over in the corner, and he watches us as we code. Nice century, yeah. <laughs> nice century. Yeah. You feed him once a day, make sure he goes out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Steve. And I'm Zach, and this is Fireside Swift. How's it going, Zach? <laughs> it's going well. How are you? Doing outstanding. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. You know, I just started a uh, two-week break from work. Oh, nice. So that's going to be good. I get to decompress a little bit, relax with family, eat eat some of my wife's delicious baking. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I mean, we all need that break. Um, I know for me, I think it's just going to be a break. Uh, Lambda School is off for the next two weeks. So uh, technically I could do like a little bit of work if I needed to, but I'm probably just going to take the, the take the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some other stuff I can do with some other consulting gigs. But um, yeah, I'm probably just not going to work that much in the next two weeks. I'm at, <laughs> I'm at, I'm at my parents. Uh, it's really hard for me to actually concentrate on work while I'm here anyways. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably won't get much done. Yeah, I was going to ask if your parents' house is conducive to work because I go when I go into my parents' house, I I do work, but it's not as easy to work. And uh you know, I kind of have to sequester myself off in a room and yeah. make sure that none of the none of the festivities make it to me. Yeah, if, uh, if, I, if I don't if I don't sequester myself into a room or something, then I get a bunch of questions asked to me at random times and it's little take take me completely out of concentration <laughs> like yeah <laughs> yeah so i'll be maybe like deep in something and my mom will ask me a question and it's like oh okay well here's the answer to that and now it takes me 15 <laughs> minutes to get back to where i was so now where was i yeah yeah cool well i'm glad it's nice to be able to you know still be able to do something right yeah i mean i've got my computer here and that's all that really that's all i really need to get worked on so mm-hmm. You know, I I can get stuff done, <laughs> but I think it's really going to be more like learning stuff. That's that's probably what I'm going to do while I'm here. Oh, I mean, learning stuff is is a good way to spend that time, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but then I then again, it's like you learning stuff. You really do need to concentrate. So having good headphones, <laughs> being, <laughs> being away from everybody else is good. Yeah. So good yeah. luck with that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We should probably talk about our sponsor this week, Sentry, because sometimes you do work when you're in a location when you probably shouldn't uh, because of distractions and whatnot, and uh, sometimes those distractions lead to errors in coding. Right, Zach? Of course, and especially now when there are so many things going on that can pull your attention away, right? Like, you know, your mom is is making dinner, you've got, uh, you know, kids running around opening presents you need to decorate. There are other things taking up brain space, and it's hard to code at the best of times. And it, it's a very complicated thing to do. Uh, and it, it's, it's something that gets overlooked kind of often is that you know, what we're doing is difficult. And 
having all of this other stuff in your mind as you're trying to do something difficult only makes it even harder. Um, and because it's so hard, you can introduce bugs and issues that, you know, later on may crop up and cause uh, unpleasantness for your users. Yeah, and that's why you should have a tool like Sentry in your code base. Sentry is an open source framework that you can add to your code that is free and easy to use. Uh, it'll work with your iOS apps, your Android apps, and your web apps. Uh, and it uh, will help you detect crashes when they occur, crashes and misbehaviors. Uh, you'll get an email or some other sort of notification, however you set that up. And uh, you can take a look at a stack trace and see exactly what went wrong. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's just vitally important when sometimes you just have to ship it. Uh, they also have a load of premium features as well. They're premium because they cost money. Uh, and so if you would like to uh, take part in using some of these premium features, you can use our promo code, FiresideSwift, all one word, FiresideSwift, and that'll get you $100 off new accounts. So head to uh, Sentry.io to use that today. We'd like to thank uh, Sentry again for sponsoring Fireside Swift. Okay, so do we have any follow-up this week? <laughs> I'll admit that I fell down on this. Uh, <laughs> we probably did. I didn't. I didn't see much, but I didn't see much of anything. Like, th- yeah, you. Me, you haven't even listened sitting, to the last episode, did you? I haven't. I haven't. I don't even have any follow-up from last episode. Uh, I'm sure Ben did okay. Um, I think you probably did great. Great. <laughs> uh, ben, I, here's some follow-up. Ben, thank you for uh, filling in for me. I really appreciate it. Um, like I said, I've been incredibly busy the last couple of weeks. And that that's typically how it is for me around this time because I try to take a big chunk of time off. And because I'm taking that time off, what it means is that I need to um, make sure that everything is in a good place mm-hmm. before I, I step away. Because what I don't want is to take time off and then in the middle of that time off have a have to have a phone call or get on and you know actually write some code because uh, something that I did had has broken. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah that's not fun and i've been there before and it's not fun yeah yeah uh but yes yeah thanks ben for uh stepping in uh as you do and uh you know that's uh the 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 competition for greatest ben continues uh we'll have to see what everybody says you know who who wins the battle of the bens and of course zach you have to listen to it to make sure that you you know and, and can weigh in I would uh, love to. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And maybe we can put the Battle of the Bins on pay-per-view. I and, think that's uh, a great idea. Make a couple bucks off of it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, there is uh, some follow-up. So we're still analyzing our review aggregator. I will say this. It's not completely broken. Um, <laughs> so it's we only did, semi-broken it's only semi-broken so uh jason mitchell sent uh updated his review last week and it didn't get caught by the aggregator mm-hmm. but we did get a new review and that did get caught by the aggregator but it was from the u.s so i don't know i really don't know if uh <laughs> If it's, I mean, it's it's kind of working, but I don't know if it's working for multiple countries. So, still yeah, we're getting, waiting, 
Yeah. I was going to say, we're getting a better idea of what is happening now. And the the more information we have, the more we can go to the company with and say, hey, you know, we're we're paying for this service and it's not doing what it says it should be mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. And I think <laughs> really we need one or two out-of-U.S. reviews uh, and then verified by sending us something on Twitter so we know that you sent something. And I guess it's got to be a new review. It can't be an updated review. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if uh, if you haven't left a review or if you have an account on, like, a different account than your normal account uh, and you're, you're willing to log in and give us a different review, uh, it'd be great. Just just let us know on Twitter <laughs> so we know to look for it uh, just yeah, to verify this thing's not working. <laughs> Yeah, you can go in and delete the the review afterwards. Like that's fine. We're just, yeah, right now we, we're we're really just testing whether this thing works or not. Yeah, and I wonder if that's. I mean, I yeah, I'd have to be able to log in under a different country. So it'd be, it'd be huge help if somebody out of country could do this for us. Uh, just just send us one review uh, and then let us know on Twitter <laughs> that you did it. Uh, I don't even care if it's a one star review. <laughs> just, yeah. I just want to see if this thing works or not. Whether or not it can save my money. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, or we could just look for an alternative. I I just don't want to cut cut this off because it has been useful for us and it has worked in the past. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'd rather not cut it off if it's actually working and we're just not getting reviews from outside the U.S. right now. Right. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I think that's it. I don't. I mean, I I think there was a little bit of some stuff on uh, on Twitter, but nothing a whole lot. I mean, uh, we the episode came out just. uh, well, I guess it came came out on Thursday, and it's Monday now. So, it came out just like four days ago. It's yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. So not not too long ago. But typically, we we have less time in between. I was thinking maybe we had, you know. Yeah, I was wondering where you were going with that because it, it didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It feels like the time has flown. But then again, I've just been nonstop busy since uh, the episode came out. <laughs> Is the Benadryl kicking in? Is that what's happening? Oh yeah, yeah. Is so it, I'm I'm allergic to something out here uh, in Palmdale, California, and I'm uh, <laughs> stuffy nose and everything's and so I'm on Benadryl, so I'm very tired. <laughs> is it nap time for Steve? It is absolutely nap nap time. But let's get through this episode first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that works. You All don't right. think you don't think you softly snoring into the mic would make for good radio? Oh, it definitely would. I mean, I, <laughs> I snore like a musical beast. Uh, you know, a in harmony. Musical beast. Yes. Oh, I've mm-hmm. not. I've not seen one of those. Yeah, they're out there. Mm, okay. <laughs> so Zach. So Steve. Um, you know that thing that uh, you can do to your friends, but uh, they're not allowed to do to you. Um. Is it? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. <laughs> and I'm not going to say what I thought. Um, <laughs> no, what 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 are you talking about? Can you elaborate at all? I'm pretty I'm pretty sure uh, it was taught to us in kindergarten. You're you're allowed to uh, pick your friend's nose, but they're not allowed to pick yours, right? You have an interesting relationship with your friends, and all of a sudden, I'm very glad that I'm in Texas and you're in California. <laughs> I'm not right about that. Um, n- no. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, not even. No, not at all. I think. So, um, how do you how do you pick your friend's nose? <clears throat> I try not to. Uh, I do. I try my hardest not to. <laughs> it's it's a struggle each and every day, but somehow I manage to not do that. <laughs> 
Well, you know, at some point in time, you do have to have an interface for picking a nose, whether that's you or your friend picking their nose. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I think we should talk about that interface today, the uh, UI picker view. <laughs> that was bizarre. And you're clearly on Benadryl. Um, yeah, UI picker view. Are you And I was shocked to realize that we have not covered this topic yet. I know. This is one of those things that uh, I think every iOS developer uses at some point in time, whether it's the date picker or just like the standard UI picker view. Mm-hmm. And it's such a common element. Yeah, I'm really surprised we haven't covered it yet either. The thing is, I, I don't think it is actually that common. You don't? No, I think, I think Apple uses it in their core apps, like the calendar app. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Well, selecting uh, time, I think like every like alarm app that I've ever used selecting, uses a picker view. Selecting time is well, we can we might be able to get into this later. Uh, but selecting <laughs> time is is slightly different because you get to use the UI date picker, and that handles mm-hmm. a lot of the headaches that come along with time for you. That's true. That is true. But you you don't see a ton of UI. I'm not saying they're not out there. They're obviously mm-hmm. out there, but. Um, I've actually seen more like table views used in place of a picker view. Yeah, uh, and I, I think that's an interesting discussion that hopefully we get to when to use a picker view as as opposed to when to use a table view. But before we get too far <laughs> into this, uh, I don't Zach, know. We're, we're both. We're it's you know it's the holidays. We could just go for it. Oh, we can. But, but why let's, don't let's, you, okay, can, right. can you about... explain to the audience what a UI picker view is? <laughs> sure. So, you know, for those of you that, that don't know, um, because you haven't come across it because they're not as common and I'm correct and Steve, as usual, is wrong. Uh, a UI <laughs> picker view is the uh, kind of slot machine-like view that you use to make a selection. So you'll have like a number of wheels uh, and then those wheels will each have like an entry in them and then you can line up the entries on the different wheels to make your overall selection mm-hmm. yeah it's like a multiple choice uh type selector <laughs> but only for one element you only yeah. pick one you can't have multiple right yeah. right um so the wheels they don't need to have the same number of elements as each other right so your first wheel could have uh two elements your next wheel could have like a hundred elements yeah. um and so on I don't know if you'd ever want to have a hundred. Oh, you're talking about like a hundred different options, not right. Not a hundred. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking like yeah, a hundred different rows. I'm like that wouldn't fit. <laughs> yeah, that would be rough. That would be yeah. that'd be hard. Um, and uh, so just like other components that that display selectable content uh the ui picker view is backed by a delegate and a data source right so mm-hmm. we've kind of covered uh very similar themes with table views and collection views yeah yeah and it's it it definitely fills the same kind of niche as a table view and a, or and or a collection view mm-hmm. uh which is why i think it'd be interesting to talk about when to use one you know picker view or uh you know, a collection view or a table view, but you know, let's let's finish by covering everything that uh, the picker view can do. Sure. Um, so, um, okay, so it's got a, a delegate. It has a data source. Um, what else can we modify in uh, the picker view? So you can you can modify the size. Okay. 
but I think you have to go through some auto layout gymnastics to get it because I think it really wants to stay that intrinsic intrinsic mm-hmm. size and i've i i know i did this once like forever like back mm-hmm. when i was originally learning and and i thought you know i was going through table views collection views and, and picker views and learning how to make selectable content and i got to picker views and i was like this is too big i need yeah. it to be something else and um just shortening it didn't work because you can't <clears throat> you can't shorten it and have it look good yeah, and I, I think that was one of my, and still is one of my biggest beefs with uh, UI Picker View is it takes up so much <laughs> space on right. the, the screen. Um, it's kind of surprising how much space it takes up, and <laughs> you know, y- you would think that oh, if I just make the 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 font size of the labels within the Picker View smaller, that it would adjust itself to be smaller, and it does not. No. Uh, not only that, like um, there's the the lines that are above and below, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. can't change the color of those. So you can change the color of the text inside, but you know, it's like if uh, I think they're what, they're black bars or are they white bars. I don't remember. I think or they're gray. Well, I think they're gray, but they might I, be gray. again, if you saw them more often, you would probably know this. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like they can disappear, and it's like uh, there's no easy way to just change the color of those, the top and bottom bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I remember jumping through hoops to try to figure that out. So <laughs> it's it's this nice UI element that seems like it would make a lot of things easy, but then if you want to customize it in any way, it's actually a royal pain. Mm-hmm. A well, royal it's been pain a, the butt. it's been around since like the the first release of iOS, right? Like mm-hmm. iOS one or two. Like it, it's been out there for a long time. Um, and I don't think it's been updated a ton. Are, are we airing our grievances against UI pick reviews right now? It though? feels like we're already being uh, biased ba- against are it. We bash- uh, are we bashing it right now? Because I have but, one. But oh, go for it. Go for it. Okay. So my biggest, gr- my biggest gripe about them is there's no like there's no action button associated with them. Hmm. Right. With a table view or a collection view, you tap on a cell and a thing happens. Okay. With a picker view, you line everything up, and then, like, you, you just, you kind of have to know to tap somewhere else. Like, this is your selection. Your selection has been made. But to me, it doesn't feel um, permanent, right? So, you can affect that. Um, so, I did uh, do some fancy UI picker view stuff with an app that I wrote for um, my own company. Um, one of our apps, uh, it, it's actually it's pretty slick. Um, I've got a scroll view, and then there are, um, well, there, there's a field called type. And so this is like a, a form that you're filling out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's also a one called status. So let's look at the status one. Uh, right below the word status, it has what status this form is currently set to. Right. If I tap on that, uh, that option, what, I'm, what I do is I, I actually have in this, the storyboard, because I'm using storyboards for this uh, particular view, um, in the storyboard, I have directly below the the selected status uh, a picker view, a UI picker view, mm-hmm. and I have it um, 
in another view, and that view, and it, that view has a constraint on it, and so it's set to zero. So it's actually a completely collapsed view. Right. And uh, and so it, it it hides the UI picker view. If you tap on the status, it will animate that constraint out to a set size mm-hmm. and uh, expand out this UI picker view. So the picker view isn't even seen until you tap on the status. Right. And so, like, it hides it in there. And then you could select one, and there's two. And then as soon as you could rotate the little the dial until you pick a status you like. And then when you let go, it recognizes that you selected that status and then animates the constraint closed again. And so, so it just hides it. But or you can the- tap on any <laughs> one of the options, and it'll do the same thing. Okay. How many options are there on this on this? So- Wheel. And that's and that's where I would suggest you you start talking about like the um, the different uh, like why you would choose a picker view over a table view. There's only like eight different statuses. Okay, so there are still some that are hidden though, there right? Are because it can only show like five, like the main one, and then two above and two below. If really, you're, if you're right in the middle, yeah. you can see. Three on top and three definitely on the bottom with the fourth that is <laughs> like like off in the distance. You can kind of see it. <laughs> so you know something's there. But okay, but with your solution, if I'm looking at this and I move that if I move that wheel and mm-hmm. I'm not making a selection, I just want to see what else is down there. I move the It'll wheel, collapse. I let it collapses on you, you have to open it back up and move it back to what you wanted, right? Unless you catch it while it's still moving and <laughs> continue to move your finger. <laughs> it actually it works pretty well. I don't particularly like the when I let go, it closes. Uh, but uh, because in general you, you rarely use this, so you want to switch it pretty quick. Um, right. it, it worked out for us. But I could have made it where once you end up on one, it doesn't close. But we want. I think it's all. If I remember but then, right, then I'm, how I'm uh, that goes latching. back to the original question of how do you mm. know you made the selection? Yeah, and so like the, I don't remember exactly what I'm doing if I'm using a target action for the selection or a delicate function because there's like two, and I remember one of them didn't work. <laughs> so, oh, that's yeah. nice. Uh, yeah, so I don't. Unfortunately, I don't remember which one that is, um, <laughs> and I don't have that code anymore, so I can't really dive into that before the episode. So, <laughs> I yeah. think it was probably uh, it was probably the delegate. You know, we can actually j- dive into this, right? Because the UI yeah. the UI uh, picker view delegate has a function called did select row. I. Th- don't think that was what I used. You weren't. I think, I think it was the changed value from a target action or really? primary action. It so was one of those. Why weren't you using did select row? Because I don't think it worked. I think there was a reason why that didn't work, <laughs> but I, I, I can't tell you why. Uh, you were supposed to use it. That way I could ask, when does this get fired off? Yeah, right. I, I, I remember that one seemed obvious and then it didn't do what I wanted it to do. <laughs> because again, you're looking at a table view cell or, or a collection view cell, you tap it, that you selected it, right? Yeah. Is this is this selected once the wheel stops spinning? And then you know, if you have multiple wheels there, 
Actually, the, I, think th- I think that's what it was. I think it was, um, I could be wrong, but uh, for did select row, I think that was any time it changed. So I, I, you, could only, you couldn't even spin the wheel. As soon as it would hit the next one, it would close. So I couldn't use that. I think that's what it was. Uh, that's, okay, so that gets called any time the wheel spins. I could be uh, wrong, if, though. If, if yeah. what you're remembering is correct. Yeah. I, because I, I hope I'm not leading people astray in that, but I think that's what it was. I mean, it, that's... Again, how else would you know that a, a quote-unquote selection was made, right? Because exactly. here, if you're spinning the wheel, you're not actually making a selection. Yeah. There's yeah. no there's no definitive, like, this is what I want uh, with a UI picker view, unless you built something out yourself, right? Like you could have built a button that went inside the view that had the UI oh, picker view in it, right? Yuck. Yeah, yeah. Yes, no, you could. You could, but it, yeah. as you say, yuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember spending way too much time working on that picker picker view. <laughs> <laughs> And it looks nice. It works really, really well. But yeah, it was not. I wouldn't. I just. I probably wouldn't recommend it in the future. Like I wouldn't recommend that doing it that way. Right. Right. So let's let's dive in to the UI picker view delegate. Now that we've yeah. kind of we've cleared the air of <laughs> reasons that we aren't maybe the biggest fans of using them, and and this mm-hmm. also might be one of the reasons why they're not as common. Um. So that's that. Those are our personal feelings, right? But let's talk about yes. how to actually use them. Yes. Um, so let's again go back to the UI picker view delegate. So a lot of the methods in the UI picker view delegate are marked as optional, but if you want to use a picker view, you have to implement either the title for row for component method or the view for row for component method. Yep. So they're all optional, but the, these two are not technically optional. Like you have to have one of them. Uh, yeah, it's only optional if you use the other. <laughs> exactly. Like you have to have one or the other, or nothing shows up, right? Like yeah, it, like it won't crash your app for not having it. But mm-hmm. you need to have something if you want to see something. Right. Exactly. And so title for row does exactly what you think. It, it's called by the mm-hmm. picker view when it needs the title to use for the given row in a given component. Um, so when they say component, uh, that's I, that's the wheel, right? Like when I've been saying wheel, that is a quote unquote component. I Yeah. And I think you could have multiple wheels. So each of those would be a component, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then view for row for component is um, kind of the same thing, right? It's called by the picker view when it needs a view to use for a given row for in a given component. So you can actually provide your own views for the rows. Yeah, so if you, if Which is pretty cool. Def- there's a, yeah, there's a default label view that you could tap into, which is the title for row at... Uh, but if you wanted to get really complex and make, yeah, exactly, like have images that you are, uh, you know, rotating <laughs> through or something else, you know, you want to make it more complex, like you said, have a button in there, which I would absolutely not <laughs> recommend. But uh, you could get really fancy with it, uh, yeah, or or you know, have a um, 
you know, I'm trying to think what other kind of label you'd want in there, but I, I, I would think label would be what you want. Nothing I would, else. <laughs> I would think, yeah. Uh, yeah. UI text field. <laughs> Just oh, have it oh, be rotate messed. through text fields. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I wonder what happens when you have, when you try to shove a text field in something like a, a picker row. Oh man! Because what would that look like rotating? What about text? What about a text view where you can scroll through it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and so I mean, it looks slick, right? Like, just if you're going to use something, you need something simple and out of the box. I think a picker view is kind of kind of cool. Like, if you don't need to customize. Um, but let's go back again. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, the only other functions outside of the two we just talked about and then they did select row that we talked about before the only other function is um attributed title for row for component and so this is what you this is what you implement if you need a styled title to Mm -hmm. use for a given row in a given component Yep. But other than that, I mean that's it. It's it's four functions you need uh at least one of them um, being title for row or view for row, and then you're good to go. I'm thinking, you know, it's like this has been really distracting me. I think in my head, uh, I just want to make sure I get this right. Sure. I'm looking at one of my old programs or you know one, one <laughs> apps that I, I did. I actually had to like look back on it. Um, I think the picker view, if you did did select row, it it is when it stops rotating so like you spun the wheel it's it won't call it every single time it's when it stops um and i think that's the compromise i ended up with with that app was i chose to use did select instead of a target action what i wanted was kind of what you're saying where i could rotate it and then when i'm done you know close it right but uh i there was no way i can get it to intelligently close i i because did select ends when when it stops rotating mm-hmm. and so it's like there was no way you could like scroll through it and then select one it was it's always selected when you stop when it stops scrolling. I can we petition for a name change? I understand oh, why man. they want to keep the yeah, did so select bad. row, you know, to go along with the other delegates for yeah. these kinds of things. But let's let can we petition for a name change and call it like uh, did stop on row? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and then have a select be when you tap on it or something like that. That would have been great. <laughs> yes, that's what this needs to kind of like. Uh, I feel like it's yeah. not complete yet. That's what it really needs is like when is a selection made because you and i do this for mm-hmm. a living and we couldn't read this and understand what happens i know well in in another thing that's bothering me with this is i've been learning or at least practicing swift ui lately i'm trying to learn swift ui a little early um and what's interesting is you can specify something like this um as a form you know, within your Swift UI, and you basically say there's these options, you know, there's these four options, and Swift UI will decide based on the device that um, is using it whether to present the user with a picker view or a table view. And I think that's just really <laughs> interesting, <laughs> you know, that uh, yeah. 
you know, you don't really have to think about it for Swift UI, but back in the day, we have to, and, and back in the day is back, now. I was about because, to say, I'm, because Swift am UI I back is in the day? Yet, really. Am I a caveman? Yeah. We still have to handle this, and we have to handle what happens when it stops roti- rotating, and it is did select row. And, like, do you really want to dismiss it at that point? Um, another really common thing to do with the picker view is have that as the input accessory view. Or not input accessory view, but um, the, uh, the instead of the keyboard. You know, yeah, the accessory view, right? Uh, that right? Yes, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, there were the input view uh, for you know for a text field uh, or whatnot. So, uh, that's a common thing to do, um, and so when you tap on a text field, if it's you know one of four options, you don't want to present them with a keyboard, you know, <laughs> present, and they have to type in exactly what they had. You want them to, to float through it. Um, but if it's a picker view, when do you dismiss it? Well, you, again, if you've got let's say eight, ten options. You want to be able to scroll through all of them and stop and like look at the you know read them and not have to have your thumb there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is really interesting. It would have been nice if Apple gave us one more <laughs> method. <laughs> you know, know what row we're on and then know when they tapped on it to say that yep, that's the one they're selecting or something mm-hmm. of that nature. Yeah, yeah, I think it would it would kind of clean it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I, again, like <laughs> let's. To, to talk about, you know, UI picker views and their shortcomings, like, you can't see all of the data. No, that's I mean, another I, problem, too. I know, yeah. I know you can't with a table view, but you can see a lot more of it with a table view. Potentially, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It depends on how big your table view is, right? Well, if your table you view is that big... You can the table No, no, view. no. <laughs> if your table view is that big, you can't... You cannot use a picker view anyway. Right. Correct. I if your if that. your table view cell is going to be that big, it will inherently not fit in a picker view cell. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree with that. So at that point, you're you're stuck in table view land anyhow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it, it definitely feels like something that we need a, a refresh on. Um, it's a it's a UI component that seems easy to use at first and it really is it's it's easy to implement and if it's going to take up a large portion of your ui um you know it it can be the right tool uh but uh it also man it'd be nice to have it a little bit more customizable uh and uh it also would be nice to uh I don't know, just just get a little refresh to it. Like <laughs> I, I want easier to understand controls for what's going on within the picker view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's that's all it really needs is just the one that little touch. And I understand, like me not working on the code that implements <laughs> a picker view, uh, I can say it just needs that little bit without mm-hmm. it actually. <laughs> without understanding what that actually means for a pick review, right? Um, yeah. It's just like when people write a review for the app that I work on every day, and they're like, all we want is this. And it's like, well, that's... I understand why, I understand why you don't think that's a big deal, but let me, let me tell you, that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm thinking about, like, what I would actually want a pick review for, and it's like, if I'm on the Mac, and I have, there's a drop-down menu, right? Like, I, there's, like, three or four options, Mm -hmm. maybe even more, but, like, I click on it, and I could scroll up and down of the different options, and it, it's, it doesn't take up that much space when I'm not focused on selecting it, but 
when I'm deciding to change that one element, it will cover other parts of the UI while I scroll through it and select one. Right. That's what I would like. Something like that where it's small when it's selected. And when I'm choosing, when I have the intent of choosing the different options, it's much larger. Right. We don't get that with the UI Picker View. <laughs> no. Uh, UI Picker View is always gigantic, you know, <laughs> uh, mainly in height. Like, you could change the width down to be really, really thin, but it's still going to be, like, it's going to take up half of a, a iPhone screen just doing the, uh, just the height, you know? Yep. So, well, if you, if you change it to be really thin and you have more than one component, more than one wheel, it's going to be oh, hard it's to really control. hard to control. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it kind of hurts, you know, in that way as well. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the data source, and then we can keep we can keep on this discussion because I really want to talk about you know table views versus picker views more sure, than we already sure. have. Um. So yeah, the UI picker view data source is a protocol that is used to mediate an ins- between an instance of a UI picker view and your application's data model for the picker. Um. Now this to me makes sense because it is basically uh, kind of the same as a collection view. You have number of components in a picker view, and this is the number of wheels in your picker view. Um, And then you have number of rows in component, and this is where you supply the number of rows in whichever component you want, right? I mean, it almost feels like a, a table view with like the number of sections and the number of rows in a section. Exactly. So this, this to me makes perfect sense. I, mm-hmm. I like how they were able to uh, carry carry over the same type of table view and collection view uh, semantics into the picker. Well, view. Ex- except that they called it a component instead of a, a section or something like that. So but they, it's just like it would have been nice if they they kept it as like the same section? syntax. So you would yeah. you would, but does section make sense? Because I think and, so actually. But in I I disagree because in. Uh, I don't know. I'm actually uh, now that I've thought about it, I can I can kind of see where you're coming from. I feel like it could be a section. It could I mean, be you don't a, have a section header, but like it, it it makes sense that it would be section, and you have rows, and you can do an index pattern. Right? Because right? what Row what is a section? A section mm-hmm. is a is a group of rows. A group of rows. Yeah, and that is what a component is. It is a group of rows. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like they could have used the same syntax, but for some reason they didn't. And this kind of goes into, like, you know, why is... It seems like a different group made the view <laughs> than whoever made the table view and collection view. They got, like, and, 60% of the notes from the table view and collection yeah. view meetings. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we could see where they're going with this. <laughs> and, maybe, and maybe they just want to make it simpler, and it does look simpler that, you know, I... At first, as a junior developer, I thought index path didn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. Um, but you know, I've gotten used to that, mm-hmm. uh, and so you know, I understand what an index path is now, and you know that it has section or sections and rows in it, and mm-hmm. items and all that. Um, but uh, yeah, there's no reference to that at all with the picker view. <laughs> it's true. So, yeah, and I'm, I think if you want to use a pick if. If you're getting started and you have a very small amount of data to show and you mm-hmm. want them to be selected, I think a picker view is a, a great option. Oh, yeah. Like, if, it, yeah. 
if there's like the one question that you're asking the user, you don't want to present the keyboard or anything like that, and you're able to take up half of your screen on one question, yeah. then the picker view is a very elegant, easy to implement thing for that. As long as you have a button for going next, you know, hit go <laughs> to the next next question. Right. Um, so the picker view can be grand for that. Uh, again, provided you don't have like a hundred different options right <laughs> you know exactly so now now let's talk about table views over collection views and or over over picker views mm-hmm. when you were talking about a drop down on a website mm-hmm. a drop down is a table view yeah it's a table view so that's that's what you're looking for like you're like when would i want a picker yeah. view oh when with something like a drop down well you could use something that is basically an analog of that that we already have mm-hmm. that is not a picker view <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I guess you would want to choose a picker view when you want that UI element styling, you know, where it's like rotating around and it it has that that nice look to it, you know, the animation that UI picker view has, the uh the accompanying uh taptic engine, mm-hmm. you know, that is connected to selecting things in a picker view. That that's all really really nice. Agreed. And you, you're you don't want to customize it at all. Mm-hmm. then that's when you would want a picker view even so basically a picker view has a few bells and whistles on the ui ux side yeah but it might fall short on a lot of the back-end stuff and even actually on some of mm-hmm. the ui and ux side as well as we talked about before yeah yeah, I I think like if you are really sticking to Apple styling, the picker view can be awesome for you under certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. If you are if you've got any sort of custom UI, you're gonna have to make compromises. Like I made a compromise with my app where once it stops spinning, it's gonna close. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Even though that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, uh, you know, it, it, you should have you should have started a timer and display yeah. <laughs> display the selection will be made in five, four, yeah. three. No, it's got it's got another collection view that counts down. <laughs> there you go. We just solved the problem. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so this, I, I, yeah. I, I think go for it. A lot of the the issues we have are the reasons why you don't see them as often as you do. I mean, can mm-hmm. you can you think of an, another app that isn't backed by Apple that has a picker view in it? And I'm sure there is. I just can't think of any off the top of my head. I mean, the first one I can think of, it besides my own that I wrote, was uh, my alarm clock. Every night I use Sleep Cycle. I, I've used it for years. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it, for selecting the time I want to wake up in the morning, it's got a three-component UI picker view for time, you know, hours, minute, and uh, AM, PM. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, yeah, that's right there front and center. All right. Can, do you mind if I move the goalposts on you a little bit? Go for it. Um, I was looking for a plain UI picker view, mm, and that so is something that's not not a time. UI UI date picker. Because I I understand, mm. I I think a UI date picker um, is actually really elegant for the problem that it is solving. Yes, and I, I know I know it is a subset of a UI picker view, but it does what it does so well that I am uh, willing to forgive some of the faults. 
because yeah. I don't want to mess with time zones. Is really what it is. <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to have to deal yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of one. I honestly, I'm struggling right now. I can't think of anyone who uses a UI picker view, and I'd love to see examples of this. I'm just like kind of glancing at my phone right now, <laughs> trying to think of any that use it i was doing the same thing earlier and here's one turn touch has one okay what Um, is what is turn touch so turn touch is uh it's a hardware matched with uh an ios app where i can set these little controls for like my uh hue lights and whatnot oh okay yeah and so uh Oh, I gotta get into that mode again. But uh, <laughs> if if I want to set the button, you know, the 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 action for a button, I can. Um, I guess I can't get it back into that mode. Um, but because uh, I can't find my hue out at my parents' place. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it, if I if I select one of the buttons and say assign an action to it. Uh, and I, I tap on the action button, it did bring up a pop-up with a picker view, and I would be able to uh, rotate through the different uh, hue scenes that I have okay. that I've set up. So that was an option. Uh, and I, it, you know, it looks kind of nice, you know, yeah. actually. Is it is it customized at all? Um, it, it, well, now I'm stuck out of it because now it's trying to find my hue. So I can't, <laughs> I, I can't tell. I think it's just labels to be right. honest. Right. So they kind of just it's use been, it out of the box the way exactly. I would, I would suggest probably using it. Yeah. And I would think maybe in contacts, do we have anything in there? Uh, Con- no, just contacts a is a big, bigger. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I I think this kind of explains why we haven't talked about UI picker view because <laughs> it sounds like we both don't really like it. I mean, I it's it's nice to have the conversation though cuz I bet there is someone listening to this who thinks we're insane. And I kind oh, yeah. I kind of I want to yeah. hear that side of the story because Me too. you know, while you know, it's it's nice talking to you and hearing my own thoughts parroted back at me. It makes me feel nice and fuzzy and warm inside. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't make for a very interesting conversation. And the time I tried to disagree yeah. with you, I ended up being on your side without you even saying a word. So, um, <laughs> if anybody has you know any sort of rebuttal, I would love to hear it. I would love to talk about it because. I'm happy when I have my mind changed on something. It means that, you know, I'm, I'm growing and I'm, I'm willing to look at things from another perspective. Yeah. You, I, I know I remember I remember having an app on my phone for uh, a re, you know, resistor values. So that's one I can think of that would be perfect for this, right? right? Where you're selecting the bands of a resistor and you select the color. And so you just, like, pick through that and it's like a, a component uh multiple components for the different bands of colors mm-hmm. on a resistor and you just rotate through those until you get the right one and that tells you what the value of that resistor is okay you know, the ohms for right so um so I, but i don't have it on my phone anymore <laughs> so it's just yeah i i really i can't even find many that have on have have uh, a picker view in any <laughs> app that i can think of you know what that's actually a really elegant solution for it right because you wouldn't want to shove all of that in a table view that would be 
terrible yeah, to try mul- to multiple table views. Exactly. Like to, I just want to select that, and it takes you to a new screen. Yeah, to try to comb oh. through all that—that would be terrible. So I re- actually, I really, really like the idea of a picker view for that application. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's, that's the only one I can really think of, but. You know, that's one application, right? Like, <laughs> right. It, it is nice that we have something like this. And I do I do remember thinking about this when designing apps that, uh, you know, I want to try to use as many Apple you know, uh, UI tools that they give us. And so I was looking for reasons to use the picker view. And when there's something that's got, like, four options, it's like, yeah, I definitely want to use the picker view. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if it would have been better just to do full screen, you know, choose something from a table, and that could have been just as nice. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, and I think, you know, I really like UI date picker view. <laughs> and uh, it has a lot of... UI date picker view like specific stuff behind it and so that should probably be its mm. own show oh yeah that I think we need to spend some time on that because there is some interesting things you can do with the date picker right that uh, make, make it more specific yeah anytime but, you're dealing um, with dates and times right it, it can get kind of hairy oh yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah so I, I want my mind changed too um, you know I went into this episode thinking like oh yeah I kind of use you know, picker date. Yeah, sorry, UI picker at least a decent amount of times, and now <laughs> I'm really thinking about it. I I only use it really in that one app, and that's because I was still not a new iOS developer, but like I was relatively new, and I wanted to stick to as much as the iOS design guidelines as possible, and so I used UI, you know, that kind of element. And I wonder if it would have been better served to go with the table view. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's actually yeah. it's actually. You know, one of the reasons I brought this up as a suggestion for this week was because it's a question that we're struggling with at work right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have an element where a user will make a choice, and for the most part, the well, what whatever this element is, it's backed by data that we will get from a call through the back end, and for the most part, it'll be like I don't know four to six options. Yeah. But sometimes it could be like 12. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you this, though. Here's one thing I really do like about the UI picker view. I just thought of it. When you have a table view, sometimes, it, if, if it works out just right, if you get your sizing just right, it may look like there isn't any more data. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, like, I can see that. Yep. Yeah, the, the scroll bar disappears and it's perfectly aligned, so it looks like mm-hmm. you know it cuts it off where you, you, there's nothing to scroll. Yep. Right. Yep. The the picker view does a really great job of telling you there's more information here. Always, right? right. There's always like the the fading away and the the rotating of the the words, so you can see that there's more up or more down. Right. I do really like that. I I can see that, uh, but I mean, you're talking about a corner case, which as mm-hmm. a as a developer, I know they exist, and you need to think about them. Um, I'll give I'll give UI Pickerview half a point for that. <laughs> well, it, it it is a problem that I've discovered with Table View a few times where um we were doing some UI testing on uh, an application <laughs> where we had uh, a Table View and it, like users didn't know to scroll. 
they're like, well, what do I do now? And it's like, oh, you just need to scroll down to fill in the rest of the form. Yeah. They're like, oh, I didn't realize there was more down there. And so we had to put an arrow <laughs> that would gradually fade away as you scroll down <laughs> until you scroll all the way down. It was completely gone. Right. And then the arrow for up top would, would appear. And then you would scroll that. And so... Um, we had to implement our own style of something to indicate to the user that there was more information either up or down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something that Picker View does naturally. Yeah, I, I will give the Picker View that. It does, it does that very, very well. Yeah, but you still might be better served with a table. It's <laughs> far more customizable. You can do things like I just said there, where you're checking to see like where the the scroll bar is, and you know, le- indicate to the user there's more to scroll with a an arrow or something, or a little chevron. Yep. Uh, whereas uh, Picker View is very limited on what you can do as far as styling goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's it. Are we going to put UI Picker View to rest now? I think so. Yeah, I think, well, and, I think. And, 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 yeah. Another thing you really can't do with a Picker View that you can do with the Table View is you can't do multi-select. Ah, true. Yeah, you get yeah. you get one. You get one, only one. So it's it it seems to be our it's already a niche, you know, UI element because of the size that it takes up, and on top of it, you could only use it for multiple choice questions where only one choice is allowed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we should lay it to rest. I agree <laughs> no I, more UI picker view. We can keep beating this this horse uh, that has been deceased and will continue to be deceased. <laughs> Until Apple either gives us more options with the UI pick review or comes up with something new. Yeah. I mean, it, for what it is and for when, if you go think about it, right? Like when the iPhone first came out, that was really slick looking, right? Oh, yeah. I just, oh, yeah. I think we've kind of outgrown it. I think so too. And it's really cool. I, like yeah. you can spin it real fast. You hear the tick, 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 right? Yep. Uh, that's, it's, it's nice. Um, yep. But I, I think, but they could they could give that to us on the table view, right? Like, yeah, if, if they wanted, yeah, if they wanted to, they could make the table view feel tactile, or make give us an option to like add uh, taptic engines, you know, taps to when the table view scrolls. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of nice. I would like that for some cases, or not you, all, but some cases. Just you know, come up, do some crazy animation thing where you're wrapping your table view around a cylinder. <laughs> that's what a picker view is that's all it is yeah <laughs> yeah all right well i think i think we're done with the UI picker view. <laughs> same here yeah let's 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 move on all right so i think we do have shout a shout out today we do because you know we're testing <laughs> so we are testing our aggregator and we did get a review from the united states yep by CBGB, CBGB, CBGB's right? fan. Yeah, they, I mean, there must be you know oh, CB... CBGB's fan. Yeah, well, you know CB. Yeah. Do you know the CBGB, the the club in New York? Not at all. It no longer exists. Anymore. It's um, I believe it stood for Country Bluegrass and Blues. It was a big, it was a big uh, rock kind of uh, venue, right? Like I think the Ramones played there. I I think a lot of people played there. Um, okay, but it closed. I didn't know about that, it closed down a few years ago, and there were a lot of people real upset about that. So CBGB's fan, if if that is the CBGB you are referencing, <laughs> probably really upset about that. Well, there we go. 
learn something <laughs> new every day. <laughs> yep. So anyways, this is a five-star review. This was left on December 20th, so only three days ago. So we know that our aggregator is picking this up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you could tell from this review that uh, <laughs> they definitely listened to last week's episode. Uh, so this is uh, titled Silver Metal Podcast. Uh, great podcast about Swift. Never miss an episode. Started coding less than a year ago, and Fireside Swift has helped me along the way. They break down the topics so even a beginner can understand, except NFC. Apparently, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I that's uh, went off you. the deep end on that one. That's definitely on me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I even enjoyed the off-topic banter between Zach and Steve. They cover the technical side of Swift, but also cover a lot of things you can't get in a book like Burnout or like in the latest episode about being British with a freelance. And Mm. you'll hear about that soon, Zach. Yeah, I wonder what that's about. (laughs) Top-notch show. Check it out. So, yeah. uh, Thanks, CBGB's fan. Yeah, we Uh, we appreciate it. it. Now, did yeah, just twofold. Thank you for the good review, <laughs> and thank you for reviewing us and letting us know that this aggregator somewhat works. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, wait, was is Ben's Lance free, or does he hire he did, it out for free? Like, I, I'm not. He, sh- he did not pay for his own Lance. Okay. Okay, yeah. that sounds like Ben. <laughs> it, yeah. Why would you pay when it was given to you? Yeah. Right. Right. And I, yeah. is that is that just how it happened? Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to listen to the episode. You'll listen to the episode and you'll get it. It's a family, like he's from London, right? So I assume most family heirlooms are medieval weaponry. Exactly. And I mean, you have to solve your differences somehow in uh in London. So. Right. It's a, you know, yeah. sl- they still slap each other with gloves and whatnot, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so th- thank you. Uh, and if anybody else, uh, particularly just want to make a call, anybody outside the United States, uh, just need one review from outside the United States and let us, like, w- if if our aggregators are not working, we're not going to know you gave us a review <laughs> unless you contact us in some other way. Please ping one of us on Twitter. Let us know that you left a review so we can look for it. I uh, really appreciate that. That's the beauty of an aggregator, right? If they if it's not working anymore, they're just like no, you just no reviews. Sorry, we're just not getting reviews, which is fine. <laughs> uh, just I just I would love to know that that's the case. Uh, yep. I just don't want to forget anybody. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, I think that's all for us this week. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Am I missing any other holidays out there? I can pretty much guarantee you are. I guarantee I am too. Uh, but happy holidays because there's so many right now. Um, and uh, we will see you. Are we going to do an episode next week? We haven't talked about that. We should be doing an episode next week. <laughs> we'll we'll see you in the new year or before then. We'll see you in the new next decade. We'll, we'll see you all next decade. Or, <laughs> or yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stay yeah. tuned. Stay tuned. Stay more, tuned. More to come. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Century, for sponsoring us. Have a great week. Y'all have a good one. It's such a good feeling to be at the end A happy feeling that there may have been A mistake or two So we'd like to hear from you Twitter's great, Breaker might beat it Email's fine but we rarely read it But we love five star reviews And we promise to mention you So get a pen and write this down just kidding, who's got pens around? Still they'd love to hear from you Steve Berard and Zach Bilgu Tweet at Zach and
have some fun at the FALG or you do one at the FALG or you do one he'll write back when his work is done tweet it Steve and you will see clever use of the emoji at SWB R-A-R-D Fireside Swift has its own handle So you can burn three sides of the candle At Fireside underscore Swift At Fireside underscore Swift And if your message is a little too long There's Fireside Swift at gmail.com And FiresideSwift.com FiresideSwift.com Saw Star Wars, Star Wars movie. <laughs> you have sound you, have you, seen? you sound thrilled. No, I haven't. I've, I again, I haven't had time to do like yeah. much of much of anything outside of family stuff, which is good, right? But yeah, um, it's good. You should no, be spending time with family. I have not. I have not seen it yet. When are you planning on seeing it, or are you gonna wait till it comes I've, out on video? I might. I may try. I've got a couple weeks off. I'm not going back to work until January sixth. Okay. Um, and so I might try in the, you know, intervening weeks to go out and see it. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, it, I I don't know if I would say it's the best Star Wars. Um, I haven't seen that (laughs) bandied about, but I, I have seen that it exceeded many people's admittedly low expectations. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely put it above like anything in the prequels, um, and I think it was. I don't think it was the best of the new ones because I really liked uh, Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say it's you know it's a close second. You know, it's good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah no, I, like I, yeah. I, I want to get out and see it because I, I know the longer it takes me to watch it, the more spoilers I will most likely see. Yeah, uh, like mo- most of what I've heard has been people hating it. But oh, really? That's be- I feel like it's because they think too hard about Star Wars. <laughs> like they don't, uh, they don't remember that Star Wars is a goofy movie that you really shouldn't think too much about. So they take it too seriously. They take it way too seriously. Like anybody who doesn't like it is like, oh well. Like if you think about this, it's like, well, there's your problem. You thought about it. Don't think about it. Just enjoy it. Step one: Don't think. Space magic. <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know me i take everything too seriously yeah yeah so i'll probably hate it <laughs> you'll probably hate it <laughs> yeah no i it literally is like you have to just remember that the star wars is space magic it's it's dungeons and dragons in space <laughs> uh yeah i think that that covers it right yeah you just yeah. you're done <laughs> yeah it's a fun movie that's all I care about. That's all I want mm-hmm. is a fun movie. I yeah. I am not one of those cinema buffs, those cinema geeks that, you know, needs everything, every scene to have a meaning, right? Yeah. I yeah. just just put my dumb face in front of something and, and flash shiny pictures at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was like I was seeing some stuff on Twitter and then like it wasn't spoiler stuff and there was like one thing about like jj abrams talking about like before the premiere and he they were asking questions like you know what what's it like trying to make a movie that like appeals to everybody and he's like well number one i 
I'm, I can't and I'm not. <laughs> like, don't. Yeah, that's, that's the yeah. first the first thing you do when you uh, yeah. want to make a good movie is try not to appeal to everybody. Yeah, and he basically said, like, yeah, as soon as you make a decision, like, there's going to be a subset of people who hate it. Yep. And it's like, oh, well. This is, <laughs> this is how I wanted to make a movie, so I made the movie this way. <laughs> when you, you know, become as lauded as a J.J. Abrams, make a movie the way you want to make it. I mean, you know there what? You go. Don't even wait until then. Grab your phone, yeah. go out and make, make it movie. right now, put it up on mm-hmm. YouTube. You can, you can do it. Yep. <laughs> yes, you can. Oh, man. But that would be scary, right? Because there are, uh, there are, there are internet trolls on YouTube. Oh, there are. Yeah. I mean, like anything that goes. Speaking of YouTube, actually, good, good segue. Um, remember remember that's how it's done yes okay youtube that's that's how it's done so zach (laughs) no (laughs) you know that tube that goes between you and something else (laughs) just anything in general is that what you're saying just me and whatever yeah that uh, that one yeah my multi-purpose tube (laughs) anyway so your tube um (laughs) I was watching, so this that time of year, right, when a ton of packages get delivered to people's homes. Yes. Did you watch the YouTube video for the guy who made the glitter bomb for I, people who steal packages? I saw that there was a new one. There's I watched, a new one. I watched yeah. the one last year. So I watched the one for this year, and he, he the same thing. It was like you know he said I made this like he was it last year or the year before. Yeah, and um, you know uh, it's the time that time of year again. And so he got <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, however yeah. you say his name. That guy, Kevin. They got Kevin. Kev. Um, because uh, yeah, the, the inspiration behind the original glitter bomb was <laughs> Home Alone. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and, yeah, and they they improved upon the design, and they made a uh, nastier uh, <laughs> stink bomb. Uh, and I think what's even better is they added like um, police chatter after oh, a countdown. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, and it's like the look on these people's faces. At first, they're like upset about the glitter. Maybe they throw like, the lid back on, and then they there's the stink that happens, and it talks to them. And they're like, "What? What is this?" And then it'll do a countdown from like ten, you know, all the way down to zero. And then uh, it'll start playing like random police chatter, right? And uh, the the last video is these guys, and they're like, kind of like jazz about. They're like, oh, we got punked, you know, we got punked, all that. And you know, one of the guys actually takes out his phone. He like starts taking pictures of it, and like they're not worried. I guess apparently they can't smell, so they're not worried about the stink that's getting all over their house. I was about to say this sounds like they're making a bunch of bad decisions. Yep, yep, and uh, and then you know the, the the speaker in the box starts to make the uh, <laughs> the police chatter noises, and their faces drop. They're like, "Oh, what did we do? It's not oh, a no. game anymore." And they just yeah, and they just like chuck it outside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. Is it the so it's the same guy who did the first one, right? Same guy. Wasn't yeah, he? Guy. Yeah, a NASA engineer. Yeah, he was a NASA engineer who quit to make YouTube videos. <laughs> and yeah. 
Yeah, obsessed over like a package getting stolen for a, like a year and a half and designed this glitter bomb thing for last you know, the last time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's uh, I, I mean, I watched that video. That was hilarious. Um, <laughs> I can't it, wait to it, go in and, and watch the new one. Yeah, it's I mean, it's just like you feel like if anybody deserves getting a bunch of glitter all over their house <laughs> or car, it's these people. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm actually wondering if a glitter bomb went off in my house, if I would notice the difference. You wouldn't notice. It's the same house. <laughs> okay. uh, nothing yeah, has would, changed. Nothing would change in your house. It, just, it might be a different color glitter. That might be the only the only yeah. change. Oh, the, that, we're branching or, or out into that, gold like, now. Nice. Yeah, th- this <laughs> glitter is biodegradable as opposed to the glitter in your house that's going to live on for all eternity. Oh, yeah. No, it's in the, all the cracks and crevices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's fantastic. Uh that is yeah. putting your talents to good use, right? It is. I it mean, really is. You could put you know uh a rocket into space or you can put glitter into thieves' cars and homes and yep. crevices. Well, yeah, <laughs> the the audacity of these people. I think uh there's even a video of a lady who looked like she was doing something nice. She, like, picked up the package oh, and, then, yeah. like, put it on the porch. And then, not for sure, but it kind of looks like it's the same exact lady showing up with a mask and a uh. coat on. <laughs> as a, But she's wearing the same pants and same shoes and same body, body right. style. Um, she comes and picks up the package and puts it into a bag and <laughs> leaves with it. Uh, so. And that's... I don't know. I feel... That makes me angry, right? Like, yeah, you can't have a package on your step anymore without someone coming in and, and taking it, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. That's that's sad. Um, but I love seeing their faces when they get glitter all over them, yeah. and then the the oh, yeah. fart smell, the spray. Yeah, uh, the police chatter is just the cherry on top. I can't wait to I can't wait to see what next year's brings. Yeah, now because I mean the the idea behind the police chatter thing is like they have four phones in yeah, each of these packages. Exactly. So it's like it is still a valuable package, right? If they well, can figure why, out how to like get into it, that's why he put the GPS in it, right? Well, yeah. he well, he's able the phones to, are right, the, the GPS. phones are in it, but he's able to track one of the phones. I thought not all four of them. I think he's able to track all four. Oh, okay. Because yeah. he needed to go back and, and get the package <laughs> afterwards mm-hmm. so he could do it again. Yep. Well, I just recover the phones, yeah. 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 Not cheap. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's something I did today. That sounds like fun. That's a good, that's a good use of your time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a, uh, you know, the, the, was it the... Guy who made the most money on YouTube this year was that eight-year-old kid who just opens toys. Made $26 million. I didn't hear about this, really. Yeah. Does All he does is open toys? That's what this I've like heard. Unboxing? Again, I don't, I don't actually watch it, um, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that's what I have seen, yes. Um, unboxing videos from a kid for other okay. kids. And yeah, he just, he opens toys. Yeah, my my cousins' kids, the, the their daughters, they just love watching unboxing videos See, of like Dis- Disney princess stuff. That's it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, in I, fact, we are this in is the, the wrong first... profession. Why are we doing this podcast? Oh, I know, right? I know. We should be opening like Mac Pros and stuff. <laughs> Just nonstop <laughs> Mac Pros. Three unboxings every week. Yeah. Mac Pro, yeah. Mac Pro, Mac Pro. This yeah. one has the wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious what the wheels come in. Just like I want to <laughs> unbox just the wheels. That's an ex- is it four hundred dollars? Something like that. Hundred dollars a wheel. <laughs> I don't know if that's worth it. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I actually saw something on Twitter. It was a um, it was a frame of the Joker movie, and so it's the guy. You know, he's in the the Joker makeup, and he's wearing that tracksuit, and okay. it says, "Me getting ready in the morning to go to my job when there is an eight year old that made twenty six million dollars on YouTube this year." <laughs> oh, I did see that. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, can't compare yourself to somebody who hit, basically hit the lottery. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Not that. Not that the kid probably doesn't. You know, do hard work in the sense that like you know he had to get there at some point and had to do certain things to get there right or somebody had to and i mean somebody's editing his videos i'm not saying that it's bad that he does it i'm just saying i wish (laughs) i wish i could do it too yeah (laughs) no i mean if you're if you are making that kind of money doing something that you are enjoying and you know it's not not hurting anyone else um get get after it yeah yeah that's what we do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, we make more money than most people in the world, mm-hmm. you know, being iOS developers, and uh, we enjoy doing it. Yep. So we're lucky. I agree. It's it's yeah. the uh, it's the content that makes it seem outlandish, right? Like <laughs> that's that's the thing. You're like <laughs> opening things to make a video and put it on a website so other people can watch it. Like that's. I mean, somebody's somebody's got to paint it or tape a banana to the wall. Someone's got to right? tape so. a banana to the wall. Where? What happens when they run out of duct tape? Someone's got to run to mm-hmm. Lowe's. Yeah. <laughs> somebody's got to do it. <laughs> We're gonna have to There's change that niche. banana every three days. There is a niche, and somebody filled you know, filled that niche. <laughs> we, we weren't we weren't those people. We were unaware that the niche existed. To be exactly, I mean, if Just I like knew an- if I knew there was a banana on the wall niche, I would have been there mm-hmm. a long time ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> but we weren't. We were not. We the first. And I, hats off to the guy that figured it out. Mm-hmm. I, I or he's just or he's just taping things to random <laughs> things and eventually just like hit jackpot. Yeah. What what if like he's trying to follow up banana on the wall? Like what he's like? Okay, I uh, did banana. I don't know where you. Uh, go. I orange, honestly don't know where you go from apple, there. I, let me try yeah. it. maybe a small dog. I don't know. I got to put something on the wall. I don't know, man. <laughs> I did see a tweet of somebody wearing like an ugly ugly sweater to like a christmas party mm-hmm. and uh they taped a banana to their sweater. <laughs> it's the, that's probably the most valuable sweater at that christmas party oh yeah it's yeah the application of a banana exponentially increases the the price of whatever it's being attached to yes I'm, i agree with I'm, that. Gonna, I'm gonna tape a banana to my car and take it down to carmax and see what they appraise it for <laughs> but did you see the banana <laughs> Yeah, put it back in. Put it back into your jumbo <laughs> slot. Was it, uh, what's that yeah, slot the machine? Carvana, uh, the big, the big car slot machine. Yeah, yeah, it is a car. It's like it's a car, well, car vending machine. machine. It's a car vending machine. Vending machine. That's the yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it back in there and see how much it's worth. <laughs> 
comes with one banana. I want to see that listed on like the uh, the features list for the car. Hundred twenty five thousand. <laughs> uh, optional banana. Optional banana. Why they should have done that for the Mac Pro? Like you're going through your banana, you're checking, yeah, or you know the you see all the people getting the new um, MacBook Pros, right? Like the yeah. the updated 16 inch, optional banana. And yeah, you, optional you, banana. You check that checkbox, and <laughs> it adds one hundred twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm 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 really jealous of people who got that because I'm also like starting to notice like little things about my keyboard, like the the space bar doesn't feel as bouncy as, as it used to. <laughs> so there's probably something stuck in it. It's like, oh man, it's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have the warranty though, so you know, mm-hmm. for what three years I can replace the keyboard. Just make sure you attach Actually, a banana be... to it before you bring it in. Mine's a 2017, so that means it's only good for like one more year. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Ding. That's for that's for Mr. McSwift face. <laughs> <laughs>